Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you're tuning in from. I'm your host, Dylan, and welcome to the Save Your Breath podcast. Today's special guest, well, um, <laughs> she doesn't really need much of an introduction because of how prolific and how um, notorious she is with like, just who she is and just what she does. She's, she's making like many leaps and bounds within her industry and what she does. So I guess, you know, without further ado, my guest for today's episode is Shanika. Shanika, how's it going? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You know, glad to be interviewing you and uh, interviewing someone who's um, in a similar industry, but, you know, doing a lot more better in it. And uh, maybe through this interview, we can gain a bit of um, knowledge about, you know, how to do... I guess, well, what you've done because you've clearly become quite a success with um, with what you've been doing so far. Oh, gosh. Um, that's a big compliment. I'm, I'm still learning as I go. Yeah. And it's still a, it's still a process. But I guess, um, I, I mean, I, I do have to take credit. I guess, obviously, I've come to a place where uh, I'm pretty satisfied now, I guess, but obviously I want more, but thank you though. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no worries at all. Um, honestly, like it was actually really cool figuring out like who you are and what you did last year, like just seeing like how successful and stuff and how just, just like how many like plays and stuff and all the love that you got from everything that you do on your Spotify. Um, especially with someone like so young, like you're how old? You're like 20, 20 years old. I'm 21. So yeah, like you've made quite a lot of success. And, um, if you want to just like briefly talk about how it all started from like the very beginning and then try and get to a point to where you are as of now, and then we can talk about where you're going to go and, you know, we'll both add in our own little two cents here and there about what it is to be a musician and what it's like sort of being in the industry and everything else in between. So take it away. Okay. Um, well, how I started was, uh, it was during like grade 12. Um, my mom bought me a microphone, so I was able to make more covers, I guess. And before that, I always just made a bunch of covers all the time. So, most people knew I, um, that I sang, but, uh, after I made the covers that with my microphone, they obviously sounded nicer, more clear, more professional. I just felt like I wanted to, um, start to make my own music. So I didn't know anyone really that made music. So I wanted to figure things out on my own. Cause I, I just had this thing where I don't like to ask people and I didn't really know anyone that made music like that. So I just started to make beats on GarageBand, like on my laptop, on my MacBook. And I just like mess around with that, just using just not the knowledge I had with piano, like playing piano, going to classes and make beats. And I just write to um, after I made the beat and just record them on my microphone in my room. So that's how it started. And then I started to upload that onto SoundCloud because that was like the most popping thing back in the day um and yeah just for fun like I never really thought uh I never really released them to become like a musician like a like an actual artist but uh people started to find it because I was public it just started to kind of do numbers like slowly like some of my songs uh did pretty good on SoundCloud and the people started to find me through SoundCloud and then eventually I think the year after I started to upload it onto Spotify and from there I just started to meet more people, you know, through social media, meet people and just network with people and connect with them, which is how I found my producers. And that's who I like work with now. So, wow. It's like the summary. Yeah, that was, that was actually a really nice summary. Um, but I kind of, um, I kind of feel the same way about, or at least I did at one point when I was, when I was around your age, where it came to like asking for help. Um, it just didn't, it just didn't seem right. It didn't, it didn't feel or sit right at all because, you know, I always felt the need or the knack to sort of do things on my own. And, um, because, you know, I always had this thought and this idea of, 
the notion of being self-made and how important that is and how much, um, <laughs> I guess, bragging rights you could have just by saying, yo, I did this all by myself. But as I got older and to where I'm at now, like I realized that no person, no single person is ever self-made. If someone tells you that they're self-made, they're a liar because everyone receives some level of help along the way to get to where they are. So I guess, you know, by understanding that too, like with me for myself, um, I've come to understand that it's okay to like ask for help and reach out and um, do all that because you never know what, what, what you might come across. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, that was me too. I, I, I never wanted to just make music myself to be like I'm self-made, but it was more like I didn't know who to I, I mean, even if I did know who to ask, I, yeah, like you said, I have this like tendency to not ask. Cause I'm like, okay, if I could, if this is something I could do myself, like, why would I ask, you know, for help? So, um, yeah, but it's cool with music for sure. This in the music, like industry from what I've learned and seen, like you, it's very hard to be self-made like yeah. by yourself. <laughs> you can be like an independent artist but it's not that I don't want to ask for help. It's just, um, I think there's things where like, if I feel like I can teach myself and do it, I rather do that than ask for help. And um, it was just, it was a fun like learning process too. But as you keep progressing in, um, in whatever you're doing, you like you realize, especially in the music industry, you will always need someone you know to be there it's really difficult to do everything on your own and you know if you just to say you're self-made I guess but it's almost impossible to I guess work without a team or people to rely on and trust so mm -hmm. exactly because yeah. even if you are one of those independent musicians you're gonna have to always run into like a producer someone who can mix and master someone who can um, distribute your music, you know, someone who runs a label, um, just everyone in between, really, like, you know, and I think that's actually quite important. That's key for people to know is that the people that you do meet are important and they're there for a reason because, I mean, I, mean, I personally believe that you do meet people you do for a specific reason. And um, I don't know, do, do, you, <laughs> do you feel the same way to an extent or? that you meet people for a reason yeah yeah for sure I I, I definitely believe that um because it's crazy a lot a lot of the well the people that I still work with I met well like one of my my main producers that I work with and now is one of my good friends uh he wasn't even making music when I met him he was a tattoo artist and there was like this like a like a shop pop-up shop going on in the tattoo shop so then I was introduced him by introduced to him by one of my friends as a tattoo artist so it was crazy that like later on I guess music and then he stopped working at the shop and um he hit me up because he knew I made music and we just kind of connected like that so it's like so crazy we actually recently talked about this too so it's funny that you bring it up it's like you, <laughs> I feel like you do meet people for a reason you know yeah but yeah yeah, yeah, even if it's completely random or even if it's like completely like very brief, like sometimes you'll meet someone for like not even two minutes and sometimes they'll say something or they'll do something. And, you know, you might not realize it then in that moment, but you might, I don't know, depending on who you are, right? Like you might realize that right there and then, but then sometimes, you know, the lesson does hit you a lot later on, like weeks, months, years later. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty cool, like meeting different kinds of people. And that's, that's, a, that's kind of like the beautiful thing I'm sure you can agree about, like being a musician is that you collaborate with so many different people that you, like you learn these different things from different people and like they sort of learn things from you. Um, has there been anything like that um, with you that you can you know, remember right at the top of your head that, that you can, you know, maybe talk more about? Um, I think that working with, like, uh, from going, like, going from working alone to working with people, I think that I've learned 
a lot about myself just by being around different people that do the same or similar things. Mm-hmm. Um, like, for example, I think working with my producers, um, I learned that I can kind of write on the spot because before I didn't know, I didn't know that I was capable of that. Just like being in the moment, you know, just in the studio and just writing on the spot. That was something that I always felt like I had to do ahead. So I needed the, how I started to do it was they would send me the beat and then I'd write at home and then would record it in the studio. But, um, like later on, as we start to work more, they would just come up with beats on the spot. Right. So yeah, it was, it was kind of crazy like that. And then I would just start writing on the spot and I was like, Oh, whoa, like I can kind of just write on the spot. So I feel like I learned a lot, even just about, of course I learned a lot through them, but I learned a lot about myself. I feel like, especially just about my craft and what I'm capable of, I guess. Um, through working with different people. Mm-hmm. That's interesting how you say that, because now I'm curious to um, understand further if your recent hit, if you could, was that written on the spot or was that um, something that you sort of compiled a little bit beforehand or was it sort of like a mix of both? That was just like from scratch. Like we were just like, like chilling, having like in our session and just like vibing mm-hmm. out. And then they just like start to, make the beat and then yeah it was on the spot everything that is sick that's really cool yeah that's crazy yeah yeah because um I, I kind of have similar experiences with like being in a being in a band at one point and some of the some of the best songs that we've ever wrote was actually just on the spot just we never really prepared for it we just sort of were jamming and in a zone and it just sort of came out of nowhere Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, have you have you heard the idea that um, there's a lot of well, there's a lot of artists like specifically singers and like uh, well, just musicians in general where, where like they talk about this idea of like they don't entirely have um, ownership of their own ideas because they feel like when they get into like these zones and into the into like these like like vibes and stuff it's like something kind of takes over and like then that aids them in writing music and most of the time that's what's made such great hits throughout the years so do you like do you feel the same way to like to some degree like have you ever experienced anything closely related to that um you mean like what in that moment like if there's something happens for that to kind of all like the music start flowing yeah like do you ever find like sometimes where like you really feel whatever music has been shown to you or like you're just feeling something on your own and then you just express it but then it's not entirely you because you know that this is coming from some other kind of source and even though you can't really explain where it's coming from it's still like partially you but you feel like it's just the music like expressing itself through you um yeah for sure I feel like when I I don't know like when we're in the moment and we're just coming up with things I don't think about like what because I think to me like uh writing music is like writing a story right because there's like a message there's a story in the song um and then if I'm writing about myself I guess I, I noticed that I I kind of like zone out a little bit and I'm just like, it's just like me. <laughs> like And then I'm thinking about how I'm feeling and I'm like writing it. But it, sometimes it's like not even about myself. And it would just, it could either be like a story about something my friend told me, like what they went through or something completely random that just a random scenario that I'll write about and then later release and have people tell me that, oh, they were able to relate to it. Like, I don't know. Um, I think it's just mainly like about like what I'm feeling or what I want to write about, I guess, or what I want, what we want to tell, you know, like what story we want to all tell. So even if when my producers, they're making their beats, it's like, it's all like a feeling, like an emotion, right? Like every kind of sound makes you feel like a different way. So yeah, I don't know if that answers your question, but <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it definitely does. It, it, it's every time I ask this question to like whoever it is, whether they're what any kind of creative, whether they're like 
some kind of like um, singer, guitar player, painter, dancer. It's like this, the answers are kind of similar to, you know, varying degrees, but they're also different. And everyone, everyone obviously has their own unique point of view on how they feel about these things happening, but it kind of, it kind of makes sense because there is sort of one underlying sort of, um, I guess, understanding about how creatives work. It's like, it's not entirely a process of the brain. It's more so like a process of, um, of emotions to, you know, like, I don't know if that's, <laughs> that sounds weird or not, but, um, I think, I think that's it. Like there, there's some, like we somehow find a way to make the mind and like the heart work together in that moment to make something beautiful. Yeah. I, I completely agree with that. I, I, it's, I think it's a little bit more complicated because I feel like art is very complicated and subjective and very like, um, it's hard to, I guess with art, there's like no one right answer. If like, do you, if you yeah. feel me? Yeah. Like is everyone yeah. will interpret it in a different way. Um, so it's crazy. It's like just being someone that creates art, I guess it's like, I could take it in some way, but then someone else could take it in completely different. So it's just, it's just crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's also kind of, that's actually the main reason why I didn't take, um, I didn't take art in high school. Because I felt like, how can you, how can you grade, how can you grade art? Literally what I always say, how can you grade art? Yeah, exactly. But I, only, I never took art in high school, but um, did, I did take music. So, I mean, I guess I kind of am a bit of a hypocrite because, I mean, also how can you grade music? Yeah. Um, but honestly, it was, it was just all theory and it was mostly bullshit anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but I, I am glad that I had that foundation because... Like I, per, I started in like grade six and that sort of, that actually did start me on like, on like the path of being a drummer and what I like to do best and what really sort of drives me to, to do more. Um, what about, what about you? Did you take any sort of like music in school? Did you, did you take any, did you play any instruments before other than piano um, or did you, were you in like a school choir? Yeah. Um, I feel like I was always kind of involved in something music related like in elementary I was really involved in um just everything like um extracurricular things and then I was in like band which I feel like I everyone does band but I don't feel like that being in band really inspired me to like you know create music but I did like I did a play and like it was like a musical and um I yeah, I didn't play any other. Well, in band, I played flute and trumpet, but that was never really something I was like passionate about. It was like whatever. Yeah. But piano was, um, yeah, I went to classes for piano, but I'd say like that really helped me when I started to make beats myself, just because I already like, um, I think with piano and guitar, like your main instruments were to start, like, oh, like, yeah. Um, help me to make beats myself and kind of I guess have an ear for music and then I did like um like cultural singing classes like but I never took it that seriously because I wasn't really interested in it um Mm -hmm. but I feel like my whole whole life kind of I was in musical things you know without even like realizing it just happened it's like yeah 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 no I get that and it's kind of um it's kind of cool because in hindsight, you, again, like you said, in that moment, you never really realize how that's molding you as a person and how that's molding your personality. And then as you look back, you're like, oh, the reason why I really love music even more or I appreciate it even more is because of what's happened before. For, for sure, so, yeah. Yeah. Um. Right. So like where you're at now, um, what's, what's, what's going on on your end? Are you making new music? Is there anything that's coming out? Is there anything that we can like look forward to? Um, right now? Yeah. We're always, um, this whole year, I mean, quarantine was like a weird time. I released like, if you could during quarantine, like May, 
And then after that, we just mainly been like working and trying to like just have a a bunch of different things to work with. So eventually when we want to put out either like, you know, project or just singles, like we have like, you know, we just have a lot. And every time we just have sessions, I'm not in a rush for anything right now. I have things planned for next year that like you guys will find out about, (laughs) but yeah, I'm just really like work. Just we're just making music like all the time, like every time we link up. It's just, I'm just like you know, the unreleased like keeps adding up in my notes on my phone. <laughs> yeah. Well, that that's good. I mean, at least at least you're stacking up on ammo, and because mm-hmm. I mean, I understand that also as like as a, as a creative, sometimes like sometimes things can get a bit challenging, you know, and we need to take breaks. And, um, you know, certain things can happen where we just don't expect it. And then you just, you definitely need to take a break from not just music, but like life in general. Right. So at least you have that to like, um, have in case of any sort of, you know, anything that happens. Cause that's, that's kind of what I've learned to do is just to stay, like, just to stay afloat, to stay relevant in today's, today's world. You, you need to have things under your belt that you can just give out to, for people to enjoy. Because I mean, I'm sure you can um, agree with this. We do live in a society where um, everyone, including you and I, we're constantly being asked to be entertained regardless of what it is. And so we live in this society where entertainers obviously have to do so much more just to stay at the top, just to stay afloat. Um, whether it be through generating things like clout or anything that really comes from the heart, um, people gravitate towards that. And um, I think I think that's important because having that having that to um, you know it's it, it's a, it's a good thing to have. Are there any tracks that you've made though so far that you, after listening to it, you're like, nah, we're not going to put that out. Oh, like 100%. There's like so many things. We'll like go into a session and we'll make like a whole track. We'll like add the harmonies, everything. And then you could just kind of tell, like we, we kind of know when it, we like fuck with, sorry, we like something or not. But no, um, you can totally, yeah, honestly, with the swearing on this podcast, you can. If it comes out, it comes out. It's all good. Okay, don't okay, don't worry about it. Okay, all right. <laughs> But um, yeah, like we, we know if we're fucking with something or not. Um, like it's just like the right. vibe you get, and then we'll still like keep going because like okay, it's it's okay. Like you know, it's nothing's ever like terrible. But then we'll go back home and then we'll, like we'll listen to it, and I'll be like, yeah, this is not it. Like I don't like it. There's a lot of tracks that we made that like it's just sitting there, and I listen back, and I'm like, you know, it's not you're not gonna always make a like a banger, you know, <laughs> every time you go into the yeah. studio. So for sure, yeah. yeah. Now, now with that that being said, has there ever been times where like you're not feeling it, but then your producer and whoever else you're working with working with are like, yeah, no, we should definitely put that out, but then you're just like, nah, no, I'm good. We, I'd rather not. Um, there, it's never come to a point where I mean, I will tell them straight up. Like usually, while we're making the song, I will know. Like I think we only really finish a song if we all like it finish finish it and then we'll like talk about it and we'll like listen back you know the next time we see each other but no they've never tried to i love this we need to put it out they like you know because i think they know they always know first if i like it or not and then 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 we'll like keep talking about the track or like you know but it yeah if i don't like it then or none of us like it then we don't even talk about it Mm, so whatever you say goes not even like that but it's it's like i mean i feel like we're all very specific in our own way so like there's a lot of things that even recording how i sound but then they think that it sounds so good right i'm like okay and then i listen back going oh okay like you're right but then sometimes and now like you know we kind of just work like that where like someone else might like something and i might not or i might like something they might not like it but then I'll tell them like why I like it. And then, you know what I mean? And we just, <laughs> it's yeah. not just me, but 
of course like if i yeah it's very good yeah like yeah. if i don't like it at all and they love it like they know for sure they won't even try to be like no we need to put it out they're they're, they're like okay shanika hates it <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a very good teamwork very good very solid team that you found yourself um oof. I got a question um, that you probably have answered before, mm-hmm. um, but they may they may have been a while ago. But um, when you first started, like, who were your influences then, and to where you are now? Who are your, who are your influences now? Have any of them changed? Have have you you know has anything major happened in terms of who's influenced you? Um. Yeah, I feel like it's similar and and different i'm when i started it's the same answer like everyone that asks me who inspires me who influences me i can never give you just one answer because like there's so much music in the world and like so many artists that and i listen to like so many different types of music that i get inspiration from like everything whether like one track could be i could get inspired by the lyrics then another could be the like her the vocalist range like the singer's range or you know what I mean, but um, mm-hmm. I think some people that come to my mind when I first started were like I don't know if you know who Steve Lacey is, but um, he was an artist that he was like uh, he still is in the span called the internet, and he inspired me because he started making beats like himself like on his phone GarageBand on his phone. And he just made beats through mm-hmm. his phone and recorded through his phone, which I thought was crazy because he made like amazing songs without like no studio, no nothing, just on his phone. And that inspired me when I started making beats. Um, I think like right now, there's just like so many people that inspire me, but I'd say like Amy Winehouse is like an artist that really inspired me a, a lot uh, because of her like her lyrics and just the way she sings like her range her tone she's so raw yeah she's a very good yeah, singer so raw yeah. and like pure like so effortless you know but um mm-hmm. yeah she's someone that inspires me and I've gotten like uh people like said that that sometimes they feel like I sound like her which is like the biggest compliment but oh Erica Badu is also mm-hmm. someone that really inspires me too just her lyrics i think are crazy and like she's also someone that is so effortless like i love hearing music and it sounds like effortless you know but i can mm-hmm. keep going on and on those are, those are actually very good and when you when you actually mentioned amy winehouse um yeah i can i can i can see it now how people would say that about about you and your singing style and your lyrics and just like how effortless it is for you to sing well and just make things happen and make it not just make it happen but just make it very appealing to your listeners and and everything else in between um thank you (laughs) (laughs) that's that's crazy though because amy winehouse like she's she's not really relevant anymore because obviously she passed away but I think I think that's that's the cool thing about artists who've who've done so well while they were alive. It's like their their music never dies. It never goes away. In fact, I think it ages better as time goes by. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Um I think with Amy Winehouse too, like I think she's just like like a legend, you know? And it's so sad that she had to uh pass away at such a young age, but I guess it's because, you know, she was just going through things in life too but um what was i gonna say what did you say about you said something i forgot <laughs> you said uh you know what's you know what's funny i i also forgot too oh my god <laughs> I'm just trying to keep this train going no forward. you said something so good i think but what i want to add on top of what you said i was gonna say that i think once you put like to the world it just like will exist forever you know no matter like the artist can pass away it just like exists in the world for someone else to i'm taking whatever way they did it kind of becomes their own to it in their car and stuff it becomes theirs and so it just will always exist like forever (laughs) for as long as people keep listening to it yeah that's very true 
Um, now speak, just just roughly going but going back to like Amy Winehouse, is she one of those people where like if you could have over as like a guest for dinner and talk about all kinds of things for however long you want, is is she one of them or do you have others other people in mind that you'd like to do that with, alive or dead? Yeah, Amy Winehouse for sure. Just because I feel like she was such a real person too. Like even though she was in this like music industry, I could see like obviously she had like a drug alcohol addiction, but um I could tell she never put up this like front. Like I would watch like interviews and stuff too. Like if she was like not feeling it, like you see that she's not feeling it. Like yeah. which I thought was like so dope because she wasn't like putting up this front for the camera or the crowds or whatever, you know? Like she's just so like real mm-hmm. um who else would i interview yeah for like i said erica badu someone else i would interview someone that inspires me that i'd say is like relevant today is another person that i just thought of was um jesse reyes and i just think she's so like her personality really inspires me like just like how she is as an artist like a person and how she presents herself I think she's like so dope. Um, I would love to like inter- like sit down and talk to her, which and I've actually talked to her in person before. Like I've met her before. Oh wow. I'd love to like continue. Yeah. So she was like so cool when I met her too. So I'd love to just like continue talking to her because she seemed like someone you could just talk to for a long time, you know? Mm-hmm. And correct me if I'm wrong, but Jesse Jesse Reyes is um she's from here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's from Toronto. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's cool. Wow. So, like, what, like when you met her, like, did you guys talk more about, like, music in general? Or just, just you know, was it just, like, one of those casual conversations? Well, we didn't really get to talk a lot because it was basically, like, she was shooting a music video for her, like, um, for Spotify, like, the Spotify videos. Mm-hmm. I think because you're, I don't know if it's still a thing now, but you were able to, like, upload videos to spotify but it was just like a little like music video thing and there's like a lot of other like of our fans too so i didn't get to talk there a lot i mainly just talked there about how much like i appreciate you know her her music and her as a person and she was just very like humble and just genuine with her response and yeah like she just openly she said like you know this is why i do it like i do it to you know for people like us <laughs> to mm to stay inspired and um i guess like motivated but yeah i didn't tell her like i did music i just mainly talked to her about how dope she was <laughs> yeah as, as any fan would as i mean I, w- I would do the same um but you mentioned that um like she she like she said that she make she makes music to inspire others now is that also what you do as well i'm like or is there is there another like reason why you do music other than the fact that you really enjoy doing it um yeah for sure i think it's so like just being i'm still so so small you know and just being so small still and having people still reach out and saying that, mm. you, say, you say you're small but some, not not with those not with those numbers no no, oh not with those numbers you're generating. <laughs> like, uh, like, oh, I'm still, my. I'm still small though. <laughs> I'm still uh, yeah. very small. I, I, I love, I love that humble brag, but okay, yes. <laughs> no, no, I just like, I guess I think of myself like, yeah, the numbers they're there. I don't even know how that happened, but I, I guess I still feel very like small, and I, I know right. I'm, you know, I'm growing, <laughs> I'm growing for sure. But I think it's just cool that. um as I grow, like more and more people reach out and tell me how much they like appreciate some my music or how it's like helped them or how the lyrics made them what th- my lyrics made me feel like I I I think now I'm like kind of used to it now in a in a sense because it's like everyone knows I do this and like I finally like accepted that this is like my life <laughs> but um. And the beginning, it was crazy because I'm like, wow, like this is something I wrote and people are like singing along to it and telling me like how it made them feel like I just it was very motivating and humbling, like very, very humbling. Like I've never someone that was cocky like as a kid I was, but like 
I never thought this is something I could do. So it just like makes me want to show people that like, yo, I'm, I did this not knowing anyone, not having any clout, you know, not having any cool friends to like go to the studio with in the beginning. And like, if I made it this far and, you know, hopefully farther, like anyone can do it. Just if you stay like inspired yeah. and motivated, like, I don't know. It just, cause I feel like, um, people, I want people to be able to relate to who they like listen to in a way, you know, and there's just like a lot of people that kind of flex, you know, what they like, what they've accomplished. And I don't know. I just feel like at the end of the day, we're all like human beings and we all feel emotions and we're all like, you know, get sad, we mm-hmm. feel happy and stuff. So it's just, yeah. Like I just want to show people like we're all normal people. And like, if I could do it, you could do it. You know, if she could do it. Like the other person could do it basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. And that, that's kind of like why I fuck with you so much in your music, because not only is your music like, like I'm not entirely going to say it's relatable because obviously like there are, there are certain things that like, obviously the different genders go through and like different people go through different stages in their life. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. But uh, like, it's, you know, I, I kind of feel the same way too, where like, I want to, you know, inspire people who are younger, obviously, and tell them like, look, I was once in the same position that you were. And through like, not just hard work and dedication, but through everyone else, like being supportive of it, not just, not just friends and not just like coworkers and all that, but like my actual family, like I consider myself that I got, very lucky with like in my my parents and like my brother supporting me through what I do not just not just with podcasting as well but like um with music and it's strange how you say or like how you just said what you what you said because um the other day I was actually going through some of my old stuff and um I found every single piece of sheet music that I've ever played since grade six so that was nice I'm gonna revisit that once again but then yeah i know it's pretty cool when you look back at it and you just see how shit your writing was but <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure you know this because um you're are you you're left-handed yeah. too right yeah i don't know somehow we write like we're always sitting on a bus <laughs> yeah no i i, I feel like my writing's not the, like the neatest yeah and then also <laughs> i went through like my old yearbooks and stuff and like literally every single year from like grade seven to grade 12 like th- at least like three or four people were like yo you're such a good drummer you should continue playing it and i'm just like wow like i never listened to them then but now looking back i'm just like yeah maybe maybe they were right mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe i should continue to pursue this and you know i'm kind of glad that yeah that i did you know there's, so- there's something cool about just doing doing that doing something creative mm-hmm. you know and having having a hobby and and um sort of making it your lifestyle so like when did when did that happen for you though like when did you feel when did you feel that that sort of adjustment period or was or was it you know anything that's that's happened that's been like like was it a difficult adjustment period to accept that you know this is what I want to do this is what I'm going to do or did it just sort of come naturally I feel like I never had to make the decision it was kind of just like I made music and then I just felt like I just continued to progress with it and I that made me realize like this is something that like I want to do and it like makes me feel happy and I feel like like you know it's my purpose in life (laughs) so um yeah yeah I think like maybe like last year I started to accept it more because I was more, uh, I started to like perform and uh, meet other creatives and just people that like and network with new people. It was kind of like scary for me to like go into that whole scene, I guess, like the creative music like scene in Toronto. But then um, it was cool. Like it was very like accepting. I, I don't, I think I've met more, definitely more cool people than like whack people but uh yeah like it just I think that's when I started to like accept it and realize like okay this is what I do because I'm like people like you you know like people fuck with you because I think I always like I would never even now I still feel like I doubt myself you know like this is like where it's gonna go and stuff but like yeah but to answer your question (laughs) like simply like yeah last year maybe is when I start to actually accept it more 
just being around people and like working with people right. is, is different like rather than working by myself and like not knowing anyone you know mm-hmm. wow so like you, you speak of you, you you've said like you've done performances and stuff um has there any been has there ever been any cool sort of gigs you've gone through or any sort of um notable performances that you've you you've um, done yeah the there's a couple i think last year i performed a couple of times like seven or eight times but um the first show i had ever like legit show that i had like dedicated it wasn't just my like it was like me and a couple other artists but it was like dedicated to us like my name was on the flyer and so like it was in march last year and i was so nervous so nervous because the people that were performing, I already knew that they were a little bit more experienced than me and they've like already, you know, um, performed a lot and like are known for music. And I was kind of like super new and fresh, but um, the crowd was crazy. Like that was one of my memorable, it was like an out of body experience. And I was so, so overwhelmed. Like I didn't even know how to like react to it because it wasn't what I was expecting. You know, I think I was thinking like of the worst thing that could happen, but it was like the best thing ever. Like the whole crowd, it was like a full room. Everyone was like vibing and cheering and it was crazy. Like I see so much like, like flat, like flashlights and everything. And it was crazy. Um, And then the people that hosted the show after were like, like Shanka, like you were like the, one of the best, like the most favorite out of everyone. And I was like, that's so crazy. Cause like the people that I performed along with were like, um i guess more known you know in the city so it was just like crazy i was so yeah. and going back home i was so overwhelmed but i was so happy like that felt like so like a dream <laughs> yeah, yeah like a dream come true yeah yeah uh i yeah i, I love that feeling too because i've had i've had a few similar experiences um one of my most notable gigs was um mm-hmm. at the horseshoe tavern and this this is actually one of the most notable places to play a gig at because a lot of a lot of um, Canadian bands when they first started out that's where they've played like um, Blink One Eighty Two, Nickelback, mm-hmm. and just a few others, you know. And um, because it, because it was just so prolific and because like um, it was one of those places where like if you perform there and you've and you've done it then you're good. Like you can at least like say to yourself, "Wow, I mm-hmm. have that under my belt." And this was this was um this is January twenty seventeen. And um I, like I obviously invited coworkers from from where we work, but you weren't mm-hmm. you weren't working there at the time. And um mm-hmm. like even even them, they were just they were just like, whoa, like <laughs> you were you you and your band were probably yeah. like one of the best ones there. And it's weird too because it's it, they're not just saying that because they're my coworkers, but even just like the crowd in general, like they were more engaged with my band whereas like the band after me they were so much better like leagues better and like they were so tight but yeah. like no one was engaged with them and i'm like what <laughs> that's such a strange thing to happen like when things like that happen you, it just makes you question things a bit more and i know like I, I can understand um especially questions of doubt but also like i i guess i'm kind of kind of similar like you in that sense where like the doubt that I have, it sort of adds fuel to the fire and it sort of pushes me to, you know, go and um, pursue more. Um, but yeah, man, gigging is fun. Have you have you done any sort of, um, I think you have. You've done a like a Zoom yeah. gig. Yeah, yeah. So that was of COVID. Um, the first like gig that I did with, like my I guess my band my producers <laughs> I don't know even what to call them but um yeah like yeah my crew my team crew. My crew. um that was like the first time we like all performed together which is crazy because it's a zoom show but that was actually that was really memorable too because it's obviously different and it's weird because it's like everyone's watching through zoom online but um even then like they were very engaging and everyone was like amazing that came to watch and i love performing with my team like i next year i or like you know not next year the year after i am covid clears up i really want to perform with them like live yeah 
Have you have you got any sort of specific uh, venues in mind, either as a either as a dream or something that you know for sure that you would you would be able to get back to next year if COVID does clear up? I feel like I already crossed off one of my like venues. Like I performed at the Drake Hotel last year. Oh yeah, yeah. Like that was like yeah, the sixth space. Um, I think right now, yeah, I don't have dream venues. I just think like. The dope one. Well, it's sad. Mod. I thought Mod Club was really dope, but they closed. They closed it now, which is crazy. But yeah, uh, yeah. Wait. So you you don't you don't see yourself ever doing like Budweiser Stadium, Stadium, <laughs> RBC, Echo Beach, wow. or I like you know, like, um, so, Scotia Bank Arena. Oh my gosh! I think that's just. I mean, obviously, I would love to. Like <laughs> that. That is a. I feel like I'm thinking of more something more realistic, like for myself, like within the next right, few yeah. years. No, right, but... sorry. yeah, yeah. My head, my my head's just in the clouds way no, too much. No, no, that's good though. It's good to be in the clouds sometimes, you know. But I think yeah. just I like I, I like the very even though yeah, the Scotia. What is the Scotia like? Scotia Bank that um, venue is like huge. I like the smaller ones because I feel like it's more intimate and more. You can see the audience and like i like that mm-hmm. another nice one is like the phoenix i think that was it the phoenix i forgot what it's called that one and then there's there's another one i forgot the names but they're yeah i'd say just like the smaller ones like i think there's a phoenix and then there's uh rebel rebel is like a club i don't know if i'd want to yeah rebel i think is um yeah. You could still like um, engage with the crowd. But. Yeah, there's um, I don't know if it has been torn down because of COVID or not, but there's this really small, little intimate place. Um, it's called the Cavern. It's at King. It's near King and Church, so it's like King Street West, kind of near, kind of near the St James campus of George mm. Brown. Uh, like as soon as you exit King King Station downtown, you just have to walk just a little bit towards the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just before the church. It's called the Cavern. Mm-hmm. I uh, I did I did two gigs there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 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 small. It's intimate. And I if you ever get a chance, I would highly recommend trying to get a trying to get onto a set list there one day, or even just having your own personal gig, and then inviting like you know twenty to thirty people. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you can get twenty to thirty people easily to show up though. <laughs> but um, yeah, hopefully. But yeah. yeah, the cavern. Yeah, I'll definitely just, like research that. But yeah, I think venues isn't something that I really, I don't have like a, you know, something I think about too much, I guess. It's just like I've been to a lot of concerts and it's like sometimes I don't even like notice. I'm just this person where like I'll go somewhere and like not even remember that I went there. So there's probably so many like venues because I went to so many concerts like 2018 that I can't even remember where I went. But has there has there been any like specific concert that you've gone to where like you 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 like you know for sure after that concert has ended that you will remember that concert for the rest of your life? Wow, uh, that's a good question. Mm, let me think back. Uh, yeah, um, it was Steve Lacey actually. Like I mentioned earlier, that he's someone. Oh, yeah. Sick. Okay. Um, yeah. Fuck, I forgot what that venue was called, but oh, um, um, the Dan, no, no, it wasn't Danforth, but Danforth is a nice, another venue that I like, but. Was uh, it the Dan, Danforth musical? Yeah, it wasn't there though, but sorry, I just remembered that one, but no, Steve Lacey, yeah, his, like, he was just an artist that just seeing him up, like, uh, I was pretty close to him, and just seeing him perform, it was just crazy because before he came I wasn't really feeling too good I guess it was just like it was cold outside and then being like in my jacket and then getting so hot like in the venue was just like you know throwing me off but then once he came out like I don't know my energy completely changed (laughs) and then just seeing him just like gave me life and easily very engaging with the crowd and everyone was just having a great time and yeah (laughs) yeah I, I'm kind of one of those oddballs where like I remember 
I remember quite a bit, and um, it's 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 like a gift and a curse to some extent because there are obviously I'm sure you know this, but there are some things where you don't want to remember, and it sometimes just bugs you at the most randomest time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I I do remember my first concert that I went to in it. It was in 2010, oh, wow. so that was this was 10 years ago. And yeah, I still remember it, and it was like one of the best ones that I've gone to. Um, Whose concert? I saw. Well, my favorite band uh muse have you heard of them no <laughs> <laughs> well i'm laughing not <laughs> i'm laughing because like they're um supposedly supposedly um uh the united kingdom's like biggest rock band mm. um but i guess that's not really a thing if you, if you don't know about i guess them. it's because i don't really <laughs> i don't really listen to like rock music like that but you know, like right, yeah, 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 that makes sense. Well, I mean, it was worth a <laughs> shot. But how was that for you, though? <laughs> um, oh my god, like it was because it was like the first concert I went to, and it's like one of those bands where like I was, like I started listening to Muse in like grade seven, so this was two thousand and six, two thousand and seven, and um, you know, they they got me through a lot, and like I saw them when I was in grade ten for the first time. And like, like, it wasn't just like them on the stage and like all that. It was like visuals in the background, and they had like, there was like these three like different sections on the stage where like the drummer was in the middle, and then like the the guitar player and the singer the singer was on the left of the drummer, and then the bass player was to the right of the drummer, and then like it would sort of go up and down and make it look like mm. pillars and stuff. It was so sick because. Like sometimes the drummer would come all the way up to like at level of mm-hmm. people in the upper bowl of mm-hmm. the Scotia Bank Arena. Oh man, it was dope. Um, but yeah, <laughs> concerts are sick. I can't. I can't wait to. I can't wait to go I know, back to them. I know. Me too. But you know? um, it it's just like I think it's still gonna be scary to go. Like it won't be the same, you know. After for a while, at least after like yes. this whole p- pandemic, especially like GA, like I don't think it's gonna be like that. Which is like you know where we're all cr- like, yeah. cramped together in like this space. But yeah, I mean, eventually, like it will go back to well, that. I guess yeah. you know within a couple of years. Well, suppose yeah, supposedly in places like um, for example, in New Zealand where they've managed to keep the curve very, very, very low for their COVID cases. Like, they were pretty much parting, like, how we used to earlier on this year and last year at, like, clubs, concerts, everything. Like, life is completely oh, normal wow. over there, you know? Yeah, I think I think it can be like that here, too, but we just have to obviously yeah. be a bit more careful. I think in Europe or, like, um, specific countries in europe they have a better like process i guess like of how to deal with covid because i just feel like in like canada and america like it's just i don't know i mean america is probably worse but i i feel like even like in toronto it's just we're not really dealing with that dealing with it that well so it's going to be harder yeah we have those yeah, we have those anti-mask parades yeah, what, every day. Yeah, it's crazy, think. but I, it sucks for us because it's not going to yeah. go back to, like, normal for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What What was the last concert you actually went to? It was the Lazy Yesterday. It was, like, last year. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah like, September yeah. last year. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I saw... <laughs> I'm gonna mention another band that you probably may have never heard of. <laughs> I saw them at I saw them at RBC Echo Beach. Um, they're a band called mm, Greta yeah, Van Fleet. Definitely not. <laughs> no, <laughs> didn't think so. No, it's okay. Um, yeah, there, there's something there's something pretty cool about rock music. Um, you should probably check it out if you ever get the chance, because especially with like the vocals sometimes too. Um, you know mm-hmm. the vocal ranges of those singers. It's it's pretty impressive. You know, like I understand, like sometimes, like rock music, it can get overwhelming because it's it's just the loudness and like everything is mostly like bass drum oriented. But you know, try it out whenever you get yeah, a chance. I definitely um, will. Hopefully, we don't, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we don't go through a second wave though. But if we do, and you have all that time, yeah, and you're not entirely dedicating it to to like making new music, 
definitely check some new stuff out and um i'll you know i'll recommend some stuff to you and i'll also you know i'll be open to you recommending some songs uh for me but while 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 we have you um has there any has there been any artists that you've been listening to lately either nonstop or anyone that you've sort of discovered um lately and you've been like wow like this is this is sick i find like new music new artists all the time um i guess currently i was listening to i don't know he's an r&b artist like like a pretty new uh, artist named Giveon, and he's super dope um his like tone is so crazy it's so it's very like deep and low and just mellow but i think his music is just very like pleasant it's just so beautiful and his like writing is like very beautiful too um i'm always finding new like music from different artists because like spotify also recommends like different artists all the time um uh, i've been listening to like actually that's not so new as like scissors album control i've been like kind of um revisiting that album just because uh i feel like that's just the perfect album for me when i need um inspiration about like i guess writing and just anything i feel like i go back to that album because it like when it came out 2017 that was a very um something that i really felt and related to so yeah i've been revisiting like listening to that again and yeah there's plenty of different like if you see my playlist i'm always adding like new music all the time like a new artist i found it uh today his name is Reggie Beckton, Beckton, and he's like very like R and B, soul, funk kind of vibes, and he's super dope too. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm listening to like different people all the time. That's that's dope. I'll actually try and check out your playlist on Spotify. But <laughs> speaking of Spotify, you know, like I don't know if it's because I've listened to a lot of your music mm-hmm. last year, but recently I sort of discovered like my own like personalized playlist on Spotify where it's like you know, daily mix one, daily mix two, daily mix three, all that. Um, yeah, you're, you're on, you're on one of them for sure. You're on one of them, one of those daily mixes that Spotify generated or tailored. Oh, wow, that's dope. Looks like. Yeah, it was actually really cool. Cause I, I just, I just down, like, sometimes what I do is I just download the entire daily mix and I don't go through it. And then I'll just play it like in my car as I'm driving or like, as I'm doing something. And one day I was driving and like your song came on. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, it's Spotify cool. is like yeah. the best when it comes to that because I think they really mm-hmm. um, push like even is any like indep- independent artists, like artists, upcoming artists. Like um, it's not that like it's not that hard to get onto like, you know, a playlist or even those daily mixes are like even you have like your own radio when you when your page uh, starts to show like who, what other artists people listen to, like the people listen to your music, it shows like who else, like I guess your audience listens to. And then it creates like this like radio. So people Mm -hmm. might like Spotify, I'll say like Shanika radio. And then one of my friends like sent me that too. Like, Hey, I found this. Like, this is so cool. And I'm like, yeah, it's sick. Like Spotify is the best for that, honestly. Mm -hmm. So how's, how's it been being on Spotify for you? Like from when you first started to now and, how did how did that all start? Like, how did you first get onto Spotify? Did did you do it through like um, DistroKid, or did you do it all just like thoroughly or solely through um, Spotify? Yeah, I did it to DistroKid because it's like, I guess that's like the best way um, or third party because it's like a third party website, right? Is that what you call it? Yeah. So yeah, it started I believe with DistroKid. So, yeah. I just yeah. uploaded like things on from my my SoundCloud to through that, and then. Yeah, and then I just kept putting everything onto Spotify because like eventually, like you know, SoundCloud's not really that popping anymore, and like uh, Spotify's like the best way. And I think, like I said, or like it goes onto everything, it goes onto like Spotify, Apple Music, and like a ridiculous amount of other <laughs> like music streaming platforms. But yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like Anchor, like. I use Anchor for my podcast and Anchor is technically owned by Spotify. But again, it does distribute it to like other different sort of 
platforms like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, everything else, really. Yeah, so that's cool. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. But um, yeah, success-wise, it's been going well for you with Spotify. Yeah, I think Spotify for sure. Like Apple Music is not too bad. It's like I saw them like doing like okay there, but um, Apple Music is like no one talks about Apple Music. If you follow like any artist. It's always about Spotify and like everyone's trying to get on a Spotify playlist because it's just like the best for artists, I guess. But yeah, I don't know how it happened and how I started to do like pretty good on Spotify, but it just kind of happened. Mm -hmm. Now, like, like, are you able to do your analytics on Spotify and all that? Yeah, so it's like you can, um, you could even download. There's like an app, so I have it for spotify and apple music so i can see like my analytics like my stats all that stuff on the app like every day or like update uh yeah it'll update and then you'll see like how you're doing where people are listening to i mean listening from what the age group is like all those details it's crazy <laughs> now has there been any sort of uh little piece of information from those analytics where it's like blown you away you, you just can't believe that um yeah like when i first started looking at it i noticed um like you can see your top countries and you can see like where people are listening from and there was like 70 plus countries and there's like even i'm looking at it right now there's like morocco greece like peru um (laughs) yeah hungary saudi arabia like so random like and then um the one is the funniest things for me was uh, one of my top countries or like top three was like the Philippines was in it too. And I was like, whoa, that's so crazy. Like the Philippines. And it's just funny. Cause like a lot of my friends are Filipino. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, like all the Filipinos just love me, I guess. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's actually really good. Um, yeah. See, like for the listeners listening right now, see, I told you how prolific and how, you know, just how notorious she is because she doesn't need an introduction. She's already global. And like, look at all these numbers that she's doing. It's absolutely crazy. And sorry, you're, you're what? You're 20 years old again, sorry? Yeah, young enough. I'm pretty okay, young enough. Either way. Like, yeah, making that, those kinds of strides at your age, you know, you, get, you definitely got to give yourself a pat on the back. Like, it's just absolutely impressive. And like, Honestly, I guarantee you, if you keep going and you keep doing what you do and just keep stacking and keep improving, maybe by the time you get to my age, hopefully before, like you're going to, you know, be doing bigger things for sure. And don't just take that from me, but like, I guarantee you, everyone else who like fucks with you and like really believes in you, they can agree oh, and they can say Thank the you. Exact I appreciate thing. that for real. Yeah, it means a lot. I just, I suck at taking yeah. compliments sometimes, but like, <laughs> I always appreciate that. Like, thank you, thank you for believing in me. You know, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, no worries. Um, I, I, I'm kind of the same where I kind of suck at taking compliments. Um, but you know, as as I've gotten a bit older, I've sort of learned to, you know, appreciate them and you know just really understand that sometimes people really you know mean them. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think we've been sort of rambling on for quite a bit now. Um. So if you want to close out the show, we can. But if you want to talk about, you know, um, go for it. I mean, nothing else to say. I just would probably just say if, to anyone that's listening, just just do you and just stay true to yourself and just stay authentic. And the things that, like, you're worrying about now probably won't matter, <laughs> like, even by next year. So that's all mm-hmm. I'd say. Just be real. Just be real. I think to yourself first. That's just something like, you know, just think like things to live by, I guess, like just staying real and authentic. Um, I think people will see like, I guess that energy, you know, like I think when you learn to be like that within yourself, uh, what you put out and stuff, like it, it's the same thing, you know, it's just authentic and genuine and pure. And it comes from the heart, I guess. Now I'm rambling, but... <laughs> <laughs> no it's totally fine you know you're allowed to do that on this podcast here yeah, that, is, that is the whole notion of, of the name of my podcast um 
you know, but with that being said, you know, I just want to say thank you for, you know, being my guest for today's episode. Um, most importantly, thank you for making great music and just being who you are. Um, thank you. <laughs> thank you for having me. <laughs> no, honestly, it, it, you don't got to say thank you. It's been, it's been a pleasure interviewing you. And uh, yeah, uh, so for those who are listening, um, thank you. Thank you so much for making it this far. I know that um, me and my guests, we do tend to ramble on quite a bit. But that is, again, like I said, the whole notion of the name Save Your Breath, where these topics are talked about elsewhere. And um, you probably know a lot about these certain topics, but you know, I have my own take on it. My guests have their own take on it. So why not? So with that being said, I just want to say thank you for listening. and. Um, we will see you next time.